He rides horses, he drinks whiskey, smokes cigars, and he works with some of the world's top athletes and wealthiest CEOs. He has more talent in his little pinky than I have in my entire body, and what he does is remarkable. He designs homes for billionaires. This is TYC Three Yellow Chairs with Specky Moskowitz. Thank you for uh, coming in. You bet. Thank you for inviting me, man. I'm honored. Are you I'm, kidding me? I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. It's honored. And you're going to do the repeat for me, right? The flip side on my podcast. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'll dress up nicer for yours. No, you don't have to. For, for this, I stay in my zombie theme. I like it. So today it's Eat Locals. Remember, so don't. Do you, <coughs> do you guys like celebrate big time on Halloween? Well, I mean, look at the office. No, I know. It's cool. It's, you know, it's zombie. So I love the podcast with the gal. I forget her name. Now. Pamela. Yeah, Pamela. Yeah. What was her last name? Pamela Hughes. Hughes, yeah. She was yeah, good. So that she's was a, a good one. She's a host on KTAR. Okay. Longtime friend. And she, um, you know, it was just a conversation that occurred. You know how our conversations yeah. go. You just, you go from one thing to the next. and It next, just rolls. It just rolls. Yep. Uh, so one of the things that I, I've been dying to, like, I, I think we've talked a lot about it, but it's a, it's a question that's been back here for mm-hmm. years. How do you go from being a student to designing homes for billionaires with you don't have the formal training training that a typical architect does? That was a good thing. How, right. How does that happen? <coughs> because like I, I that resonates with me so deeply. Yeah, well, that's what I was telling you. I watched that episode yeah. or your podcast that podcast of what you what you announced in your towel. I, I should have just came in a towel. Is what I should have done. That would have been very appropriate. Um, no, so you know, I, I don't think I knew any better. If I if I knew what I knew now and went into that situation, right? I probably have I probably pee my pants. You know, but I didn't I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And so I just did what I was told to do and tried to do the best I could with what I knew at that point. And so, that, that was so, it. So was, take, I think ignorance was, was a big benefit to me. Right. What you don't know can't hurt you. So take me back to that, to the start of your career. Like, mm-hmm. you know, to, where you are today. Are we recording already? Oh, yeah, we're rolling. Oh, we're rolling. Come All on, right, we, here we go. We, you jump we, right into it. This thing was rolling from the moment you walked in. All right, let's do it. So, um, well, it was really interesting how I even got into that position, Uh I was working at the time for a billboard company. I don't know if I told you this story before. No. So I got married. I had to get, I had to pay bills. So I quit school. Right. And this was in 1980, 79, 80. There was, there was no jobs. I mean, there was nothing going on. I mean, it's probably 81, actually. Um, and so I saw an, a recruiter got me a job at a billboard company designing the steel members for the billboard company. Okay, so I did that. Like, like the the, the giant. I did the I did the largest billboard in the world in Anaheim Stadium, and I was just the drafter. I mean, I wasn't right. the one who made the deal and all that stuff. I just you know I just drew the steel angles and the pipes and okay. all that stuff. So I did that for about six seven months, and then they put a moratorium on billboards, and I had to find another job again. So my my wife's like wondering what's the deal with this guy. She was nine years older than me. I was I was twenty one. She was thirty. Okay. So a little pressure, you right. know, you're trying to prove that you're yeah, a man. Yeah, you got performance yeah. pressure here. Yeah, so, so I saw an ad in the paper for a draftsman 
at George Christensen's office. George Christensen was my professor at ASU okay. when, I, when I was going to school for architecture. And uh, I recognized the name. I thought, God, if I can get this job, this would be perfect. You know, I could work here, maybe get back to school. He'd be my professor. He'd give me some good lead-ins. <clears throat> so I went and interviewed. And um, I remember going in, and I remember preparing for it. I stayed up all night drawing stuff out of architecture books. I didn't even know what I was drawing. You know, I'm just, this looks cool. I, I, can, I could draw. And right. I, was a, I took tons of drafting. I've watched you draw. Yeah, like, so you I could, could do draw. some shit on a napkin. <coughs> like, if I give you a napkin right I now, could, you... I could draw it upside down for you. And you can draw and talk at the same time, which yeah. I don't, like, because I can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you do that. That's impressive. And I've watched you do it now multiple times where you literally will it's draw on a napkin upside down. Yeah, I've drawn to you. And I'm like, how the hell? I learned a lot of that from George. You're like Rain Man. Uh, so, anyway, so... I went in, I interviewed, I gave him this, this made-up portfolio of drawings. I didn't know what they were, but okay. they looked good. And, uh, you know, the interview went really well. I was really enthusiastic. And I remember closing with, uh, you know, they asked me, well, what, 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 what would you like to be paid? Which, you know, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm looking for a job. And I said, I don't care what you guys pay me. I want this job. I'll come work for you guys, and you can pay me whatever the hell you want to pay me, and I'll be happy. And I said, I know you'll be fair. I'll be fair. I'll work my butt off. And that was my closer. They called me two weeks later, and got, I got the job. That's so funny. So in all the years I've known you, I never knew that story. And I'm going to share something that's similar, but mm -hmm. slightly different. Mm -hmm. When Before I got married, so Allison and I got married in 95. Okay. And so it was probably 93, 94, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. I, we had a, uh, an ownership change in radio. Surprise. Yep. And I wound up out of work. It was the one time, and I had never been fired, but I was right. out of work because, well, ownership change. Right. And, yeah, we're stuff doing, happened. That's how this was the billboard company. Right, radio change. Well. And so I had to find a job. And at that point, I was supporting her because she was going through some, some medical stuff. And yep. this is how I won her parents over, by the way. I, I supported <laughs> the woman I wasn't even married to. That's a good right? way to that start. That was a good way to win. <laughs> But I, I, there was a job opening at this little production company in Phoenix called Timberline Productions, hmm. which eventually was purchased by PGI, Production Group International. And they, at the time, were they had a video editor that was doing audio post-production for video. I had never had any experience in that space. Hmm. And, but I'm like, okay, I should be able to do this. So I went yep. in there and interviewed for the job. And... I said, hey, can I take the manuals home mm -hmm. just so I can understand the right. equipment you're using? So I did. A couple of days later, I came back, and I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work for you guys for a week for nothing. Yeah. If after a week you like what I'm doing and think that I can handle the job, give me the job. Yeah. If you don't, don't. Yeah. Day two, they fired their audio guy and hired me. Yeah. And that's how my... It's getting that, your foot in the door is right. the most important thing most of the time. And you, you've got to be creative, <clears throat> and I think, yep. sadly, a lot of... Younger people today, and now I'm going to sound like a complete geezer. But a lot of younger <laughs> we are people geezers, today, dude. but we're not. No, you're, well, you're a geezer, more of a geezer than I. Am. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You've got a few more years in the geezer <laughs> department. Geezer department. But no, a lot of young people today mm -hmm. don't want to put in the effort. Yeah, and I don't know where that comes from, and I don't think it's a millennial mindset. No, I think no, a lot of people. I, I know a lot of people don't want to put in the effort. Right, like like Troy, <clears throat> the, my yeah. camera guy. This yeah. kid is money. Puts in the effort, shows up. 
get right. We know where that where that will lead, right? Right. And there are people out there that will do that, but a lot right. of people just go, I don't want to put it in the right. work. They want to do the minimum, or they want to come out of school yep. and start a hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollar job. Exactly. I want to be. How soon can I be CEO? Right. Yeah. And no. which it takes a while. Right. So. So okay. So so you start there. So I start there, and I remember the first day I I get into the office, and some of the um, you know they have these drafting boards with may lines on them you know the sliding mm-hmm. rulers i've never seen one of those before so mine was sitting in a box on the desk right. and they hand it to me and say you know go, go ahead and set up your station i'm just like looking at them like, I, don't, I don't know you have no do. idea what to do i've with never this. even seen one of these things oh crap so i'm kind of sitting there looking at it and then the guy behind me <clears throat> who ultimately became my partner i ultimately became his best man in his wedding he kind of looked at me and he goes Need a little help there, don't you? And I said, Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this thing works. He goes, Here, I'll help you put it together. He put it together as Brian Cassidy. We ultimately became partners in that firm, and we were two low men in the totem pole at that time. Right. He later taught me how to tie a tie, because I, you know, we had to go to a function one night, and I, I never knew how to put on a tie. Right. He sat there, taught me how to put on a tie. Now, did you, did you do the? I do the real simple one. You do that kind of the sloppy. What is it called? The, I don't know. But you know the one. The, yeah, I don't do the double Windsor thing. Yeah, the double Windsor. I, I'm not, mine's real simple. How are I, you, how I can are only it? do a double Windsor because yeah. I can't. I don't know how to do the simple knot because oh, I've only well, learned. So we can we can keep learning. A couple old geezers can still learn a right. few things. So yeah. I've learned only the the double Windsor. So yeah. I have I can do a tie the, and it's, it's a perfect, perfect triangle. Right. Not that kind of a little t- tilted over a yeah. little bit. Yeah. That, that, I always look at that and go, God, who taught him how to tie that? Not you. <laughs> Brian taught me, so that's how I learned. But I've never seen I don't think I've I've only seen you in a bow tie at like Well, I wear ties a lot. Mm, I feel, well, do yeah, I, I love bow ties. Maybe I just don't remember seeing you in a tie. Most of the time I see you. I'm kind of getting into tie season right now, so I'm start wearing ties again. I should wear a bow tie with my t-shirts. There you go. That would look good. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's how rudimentary and how basic I was at that point. So you and this were was like 82. way beginning. Way beginning. Okay. I mean, I remember then they'd hand me some drawings, and I'd look at them and go, God, I'm not sure what this is. I'd go and run to the bookstore and buy books on... You know, building and construction. I'd sit there and read them and go understand it. The next thing I go like this, and then I go, oh, I, I think. Then they take me out to job sites, and I'd see it and I'd learn it. So I was on constant learn mode. I mean, I would work all day and then all night I would read books and study and just learn. This is pre Google. So oh yeah, books are books. You know, yeah, I went to Walden. Right. You know, they, I don't even think uh, the big bookstores were even in existence then. Okay. So I would just I would just sit and learn. And I would take sets of drawings from the office, right. old sets, and study them, you know, and basically taught myself what these guys were doing in the office every day and just absorbing it. And I'd work, I would work probably on average 12 hours a day. You know, I would stay late and just hang out with the old guys and learn from them, you know. And, and it wasn't because it was work. I was so, I was so interested and I was right. so excited that to me it wasn't work at all. It's like I could have stayed there all night. You know, I was having so much fun learning. And from 82 until 80s, by 87, I was a partner in the firm with Brian and two other guys and the old the guy who started the company, George Christensen. We became partners. and I was there for 18 years. And so fast forward, you've gone through 18 years building your career, yep. and then when did Car- Candelaria Design come to so, life? Let me back up a little bit on that one. So during that 18 years, I wanted to go back to school. Remember I said I wanted to get, right. go back and get my degree? <clears throat> because I always had a chip on the shoulder. You know what that's all about. Yeah. You know, I just felt like here's, a, here's you know, the people that stayed in school started working for me five years later. 
and here I'm, you know, the, the, well, you never graduated. How come right. I'm working and, for and you so now? You, so you've got your own judgment about yourself it because, was, oh, you, yeah. right, you don't have the degree. I don't have the degree. And so, right, and I had that same thing. Here I'm the scarecrow without the paper. Here I am. I have people working for me, and I'm like, I, I don't even have a high school diploma, right? right? That's a real right. weight. But but when you when you said, all right, I'm going to go back to school and get this, what Yeah, what so, so, you know, what? When you're into this only five years and you have that feeling, it's pretty monumental. Sure. You know, if it was to happen now, I don't care about having, not having right. a degree now. Now it's last. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. But at that time, uh, I talked to George and I said, you know, I'd really like to go back to architecture school. And he says, well, that's going to be really tough because it's pretty much all day, all night program, you know. And I said, yeah, I was wondering how I was going to do that. He said, you know what you should do is you should go get a business degree. Go get a finance degree or something that these guys don't have. And you can take classes at night. It's a lot easier. And I, you know, I thought, and I love business. I mean, I've been a little businessman since I was a little kid. So that's what I did. I took classes. I took finance, business law, marketing. Loved marketing, if you can right. tell. Uh, all those classes. I never finished. I'm like 15 hours short of, of getting a, a finance degree. But I loved what I had learned. I learned right. tons of about accounting. I took like three semesters, four semesters of accounting. So I learned how to read balance sheets and you know, run a business. Right. And that's really what my role became in at CCBG. I was really part of the whole business operation, marketing. And then when George retired in 99, I just, you know, they were going way more commercial. And I really loved the residential side because it's so much more personal. And so that's when I decided to just go out on my own and give it a shot. I was 39 years old and had nothing to lose. The economy was fairly decent. And off I went. And you started. And I started. My goal was, you know, I had been working so hard for those 18 years, I just wanted to, like, maybe do one or two houses a year, hang out by the pool with my dog, you know, work out of the house. I had this Smoke idyllic, a cigar. Yeah, I had this right. idyllic yeah. idea of what life would be like as my own sole architect. Right. You, know? you, you were going to be the, you were, so you were mentally going down the path of, I'm going to be a solopreneur. Yep. Right. They don't, they didn't call it back then. Right. That was, you know, you were just working for yourself. Yep. And living at home, working at home. Enjoy, so, pick a few clients, have fun. Right. And enjoy know. that lifestyle. Yeah, and keep my costs low. So it wouldn't take a lot to keep things running. So, so talk to me about the first job you picked up at Candelaria Design. Like what was the, who was the Client number one. Well, you know him, I think. Patrick Murphy. Of course I know him. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. Uh, okay. So Patrick was, uh, I had designed his house at CCBG, his remodel in Paradise Valley. And in the fall of 99 or whenever it was, he said, hey, I want to take you up to Idaho. I said, I might have a project for you. And I said, well, I'm kind of thinking of going on my own. He says, you're going on your own. Let's give me your first project. So, uh, you know, we flew up there. We got on the boat. Went out there in the lake. He showed me the lot from the lake first. Okay. And you've been there. You know what that experience I, is I've, like. I've, on a wood boat. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So it was just amazing. I'm just like, oh, my God. How, you know, how can yeah, I this say is no in to Cor this? So, Cor so Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Let's paint a picture. It's yeah. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Majestic it's, mountains rising up out of the lake. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Trees everywhere. It's just beautiful. The, the air is fresh and crisp. It's it's gorgeous there. It's gorgeous. It was, and so for me, it was like... This is what I'm going to do. This is my dream. You know, I've got a client that I have a lot of fun with. And, and of course, the first project was a Lincoln log. You know, I played with those with kid, as a kid for right. years. So I was like, okay, let's do it. I didn't know anything about building with logs, but we learned. So you know? a little Pat Murphy trivia. Yeah. There's a lot of Pat Murphy trivia. He taught me how to make a Caesar. 
which oh, I is, remember that story. Which is different yeah. than um, ah, <laughs> I will I will show you how to make the best Caesar you've ever had. Oh, I'm telling you, I I love Caesars. They're great drinks, yeah. and I still have the recipe he gave me. Yeah. So. Um, if you've never had a Caesar, Google search it because yeah. it's a great drink. It's a good drink. And I, in fact, I'll probably, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dig up the recipe from Pat. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes. There you go. From the, I love this it. episode because it it. it's Pat's special recipe. So <laughs> so the first project you got to do on your own is Candelaria yep. Designs, right? Under your own brand. Yep. Was Pat's Pat log house in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yep. I mean, 10,000 square foot house. Oh, it's, you know, it's on a, ridiculous. On a cliff overlooking the lake. It's, I, it's insane. My favorite room in that house, or my favorite spot in that house, is the bathtub. Yeah, that floats. That floats over the cantilevered edge, and you can see the lake. That's gorgeous. Yeah, so pretty. Uh, and I'll, I'll have pictures of that cool. as well. Cool. So I'll make sure I get them from your office. So that was my first job. And then another buddy called, and he, he uh, bought a lot in Cornville, which is kind of up by Cottonwood near mm-hmm. Sedona. And... Uh, the lot was in, basically in the middle of the river. I mean, it was in the riverbed. Right. And so we had to design a house there, and it turned out with the engineering, we had to build the house on stilts that were embedded in the ground 10 feet down into the ground because of the flood wash. And then we had to build the, the, the stilts 10 feet up out of the ground. So we had this house basically on 20-foot stilts. Okay, so 10, 10 feet exposed, 10, 10 feet foot underground. Buried. Okay. And uh, people looked at him like, you're crazy. And he kept looking at me, you're, this is nuts. And I said, no, I'm telling you, this is, this is what my engineer is saying we have to do. So the whole house was basically levitating on, the, on a series of stilts. And sure enough, he moves in. Within a year, they had one of these big floods right through the Oak, Oak Creek. And every house in the neighborhood washed away but his. So he was pretty happy about that. So I, he lost his pool table because his pool table was down below. But that's oh, all he, lo- okay, that's all he well, lost. He, you can live with that. Yeah, pool tables are replaceable. Exactly. Um, so how did you get so obviously so so Pat Murphy job 1 came yep. from your old company where you did commercial projects. Yep. How and we did a lot of residential there. How did your reputation grow as the guy who designs homes for let, let's call it Robin Leach's <coughs> Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yes. I have met and and spent a lot of time with many of your clients. We've yeah. had great times together. Yeah. We we uh, I spent a lot of time with them in Italy. Yeah. Uh, we had an amazing time there. How did you go from commercial to Pat Murphy to where you're designing now all over the country? Right. And you're designing some of the most incredible. Yeah, like these are problems. homes that are insane. G- give me the top build cost without mentioning the name of the client. Well, we're doing a house right now that's just, let's just say it's north of 50,000 square feet. Oh. And it's probably going to be over 1,000 bucks a foot. So whatever that math adds up, I think it's like 50 million. It's crazy. That's okay, I won't say where it is, who it is, or what where right, it is, right. but that's kind of our extreme one. And we've got one published right now in Phoenix Home and Garden that's 64,000 square feet. That was probably five, 600 bucks a foot. That's insane. So, it's a big stuff. So how do, you, <coughs> how do you deal with the pressure of the clientele that you work with? Like When I say the pressure, mm-hmm. you can't fuck up. A fifty million dollar house, right? No. It's really not a fun, not a fun, right? So, thing. H- how do you deal? Like, that's an intense amount of pressure. By the way, how come I'm the only one drinking whiskey? Uh, I'm drinking. You said whiskey. I'm, it was water, whiskey, or wine. It. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go? How do you deal with that pressure of of not wanting to make a mistake? I mean, I, I having been in, I don't even know how many houses you've designed and right. built. 
there's a lot of detail and yeah. that goes into these houses. And this is a clientele that they demand excellence. Oh, yeah. They don't demand mediocrity. No. They're hiring you for a reason. Right. They want right. the best. You, you, they, they're not buying a tract home. They're, no. built, they're designing a Candelaria home. Right. And they're not buying lots, generally speaking, that are flat. You know, that, that, I mean, we, we have plenty of flat lots, but we have lots that are on cliffs. I just finished a house. We actually, we actually had to build a tunnel to get to the house. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. There, there was a beehive. You, you were zooming it a few times. The mountain was bombed. Yeah. It was bombed. bombed. Sorry. Well, it was it's blasted. Blasted. Dynamite. I used the wrong word. The yeah. mountain. <laughs> bombed is something that happens in foreign countries. Blasted with dynamite. And, uh, well, we had to stop blasting because one boulder got away and almost tore down the house below us. But no, no, no. But the beehive. Do you remember the beehive? Yeah, I remember that story about the beehive. They, they blasted. They put the blast mats on the side of the mountain. You were blasted. there that day. I was there that yeah. day. And the blast, the operator of the of the one of the machines yep. was highly allergic <clears throat> to bees. They had no idea there was an underground beehive, and when they blasted it, just exposed thousands and thousands of bees took to the air, and everybody was running. And I'm like, what are they running from? I don't hear the buzz because <laughs> we've got drones. See, in the that's air. stress, right? Right. That's stress. I, I, I just hear the buzz of the drones. Meanwhile, everyone's running, and there's I see this black cloud of bees just, just coming at you, and I'm like, right. holy. Like, it's like Moses. Right. So I just, I let the drone control go because they'll hover. And I ran. And I, by the way, I've never run that fast oh in my, my life. Gosh. I could have been a wide receiver. I ran so fast. <laughs> no, we've had crazy stuff happen. And it is a lot of stress. I mean, you know, I think the more you do it, you see more of the things that can go wrong. So you're just constant. I'm constantly trying to think what could go wrong here? What could go wrong here? And, and help my team be the old guy that's got all the, the lash wounds. Right. You know, I was like, watch out for this because this could happen. They're like, what are you, are you serious? I do this because if you don't, this could happen. And they, they get tired of me a lot doing that until, until they see that I saved a lot of stress for them. They go, right. I'm glad you told me about that. You know, that was, that was good. Thank you. you know, so, so over the years, you've designed... How many homes? I think like 1,250 homes or something like that. Or and these aren't 1,250 homes. homes that you would see in a regular community. These no. are 1,250 yeah. custom, gorgeous. Yeah. We have probably 110 homes on the boards right now. That's insane. And they're all over the U.S.? All over. The, we're in 15 states right now. And we're doing one in Canada. You do something very special. <laughs> I, I think it's remarkable, and I love it. It, it actually speaks to me as a creative mm -hmm. and that is you love to cook oh yeah and so it's a lot faster than architecture it is so <laughs> at the end of every design build when you have a, a housewarming right you do something special for all of your clients we just did it uh sunday night actually so, so tell me a little bit about that and what's how did that start well it really started from our tours to italy which is a whole nother story as you know okay uh we take people to italy every year we've now added spain and in the course of the Italy trip, in the, at the midpoint of that trip, we have a cooking class. And it's like a four-hour cooking class with our clients and our travelers and whoever happens to be on the trip. And it's what we have found it is one of the most bonding moments that it's just hard to describe. But everyone pulls together. Everyone's having fun. And as we've been doing these over the years, we finally started saying, why aren't we doing this back home? You know, Why aren't we doing this with our clients, with the, the team that put in all the hard work to build this house. And we just did it, like I said, Sunday night at a, at a client's house. And we had so much fun. It was exactly 
how it is in Italy. We just all had fun. The client enjoyed it. And what a nice message for the client to say back to the team. Right. You know, hey, we appreciate what you guys did. We're celebrating. So what we've kind of started doing now, too, is instead of waiting till the end of the job, we've been doing cooking um, evenings during the job. Okay. So, like, we've got one this Friday. I've got a team. We're just about ready to break ground, and we're going to have the whole team come over for, for dinner at our house. Okay? And what it does is, you know, when you're in a meeting, I'm the architect, you're the builder, you're the engineer, you're the lighting guy, you're the interior designer, you're... you're you're professionals. You're, you're, you're in those titles. Right. You're in that. You're, yeah. You're in your job. <clears throat> you're in your job. And once we get in the kitchen, we're cooking, have a little wine or whiskey, and we're having some fun. Everyone becomes people again. Right. You know. Yep. And what happens after that is, everyone treats everyone more like a pe- like a people, like family, like family. It changes, and I've seen it a million times. I, I experienced that in Italy. You know, it was interesting. So I was with you, and I, I had one of my film crews in yep. 2016. 2016, yeah. And we did the Italy tour. And I remember that night, that dinner night. Yeah. That was so special. It's because very special. Your, your, your travelers never treated the film crew any differently. Right. But that night, everybody became family. Yeah. We're, we all, everyone lost the titles. Every, right. Yeah. Everyone lost their titles. There's no... I'm Hierarchy. Than, right? There's no... It was just, we're all in the kitchen cooking together, totally. making pasta. Totally. And I think that was the year you launched your pasta yeah, maker. Yeah, the pasta maker with us. And yeah. still selling them, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I hear Phoenix Home Garden, and somebody else is going to feature it the next couple months, so... On I, their, in their magazine. If, so if cool. I had the patience to make pasta with five kids, yeah. I would. I but you can to, feed them real fast if you do make it. No, I can go to the store and buy it <laughs> yeah, ready-made. Or go to an Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Just easier. come over to my house. Or come over to your house. <laughs> do, you really, do you really know what you're inviting over to your house when you invite the Moskowitz family? That would be an adventure, I think. It would be hell. <laughs> You would, you would be, you would be, um, you would, why the hell did we do oh, this? Oh, I think it'd be fun. We got to do that. But we can do that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to do that. So you know, what we try to do is just make the whole thing more fun. Right. You know, because it is stressful. We're doing these very complicated jobs. They're super expensive. They're, you know, they're nothing, there's nothing easy about them. That's why they hire us, you right. know. And so in the process of doing that, we want to make the experience of designing and building a house Something that's very memorable and, and has some meaning to, to everybody, the whole team, you know. I, I remember a house that you built, and uh, it was a French-inspired chateau. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time in that house. Yeah. Spent a lot of time filming yeah, with the crew. Fun. Met the homeowners. Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with the homeowners about that house and just how it felt like an extension of their being. Right. And that's what I think with all of your clients. Yeah. That you, you design a home that is an extension of who they are. Right. It's not just a box no. with walls. No. I mean, we really try to figure out our client, what's motivating them. And I, what I try to do now is, is even take it further. I really like to figure out, you know, where, where do they want to go with their life personally? Right. And it's not like I'm going to sit there like a psychotherapist and, you know, drill them for information. But I just observe and listen to them. And try to find out what their passions are and then help create, you know, a beautiful kitchen or a beautiful bedroom or a beautiful office or a beautiful patio that I think will foster that next step for them, you know, in some way. And I've heard it millions of times and I am super grateful that it happens. I've had so many clients come back and go, I don't know what you did here, but I can sit in this one space for hours. And I go, 
I, I know exactly what we did, you know. So, uh, of all the houses you've designed throughout your career, mm-hmm. is there one house that you have like a deep emotional connection to that you walk into and it it's just it it's special for you? What well, do- I think the one we were just in on Sunday <clears throat> is probably definitely one of those. Uh, this was a project we started in 2006. We worked on the design for oh six oh six. We worked on the design for almost six years. Because during the course of the design, Bernie Madoff made off with all their money. Okay. And so then they downsized it, got some of their money back, had some, you know, over six years, you're going to change your mind on a few things, put it all together. Then we built the house or started the construction. Then they had issues with the builder, had to fire the builder, and then hire another builder to finish the house. The whole pro- that whole process took five years because, you know, it wasn't like you get rid of one builder and the other builder just walks up and starts working the next day. Right. A lot of sorting out to do. Um, and we finished it. it. took 11 years, you know. And, and I know the people involved I in this project. Do, right? Oh, I've met them several times. Yeah. Wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what's fun for me is that I know yeah, many you've, of the... Yeah, you've, you've been to many of my projects. Right. I've been to many and of your projects. clients. I've, right. We've had dinners together and right. cocktails and... You know, so I know exactly who this is that you're referring to, and, yep. and the house is gorgeous. You should see it now. Now it's, it's all finished and furnished, and she's finishing up all the artwork on the walls. And um, can we share some pictures of that finished house? Or yeah. is that yeah? Yeah, I'd love to do that. She's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna shoot it and film it uh, next month. So cool. Yeah. So fast forward a couple of years ago, <clears throat> you and I connected mm-hmm. with you were you connected with me in my other company right and i think it was probably through the scottsdale charros and some relationships and friendships yeah, and, and social media social media and and so we started working with you filming projects yeah. and and other things Which, by the way you you were the best i've probably ever had thank you yeah we had i had a lot of fun i could drink whiskey with you that's true it was fun uh if i if i get bored with this I'll pick up a camera and go back to that, or at least running the cruise. Well, I told you I want to get on the camera and film you. I know. That would be fun. That would be a role reversal. <laughs> yeah, a role reversal. I'm, I'm going to be in Texas in a few weeks. You should yeah. come out. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, but if you're really up to that, I'll put you... That would be... Actually, that would be on social media. Amazing. World-renowned architect. <laughs> Look who my cameraman is. Right. Today. I got Candelaria. This guy designs freaking billionaire homes, <laughs> and he's now my camera guy. By the way, he's not even working for Eugene Scale. He's volunteered. Yeah. So fun. I just love doing different things. That's why I love to cook. I, it's fun. It's just fun to it's try different fun. things. You it know? is. So a few years ago, you, were, you and I were sitting in, I think it was your conference room. Maybe it was your office. And I started talking to you about creating and producing content right and putting content out there online and it i remember that you you gave me the same look most people do at first which is like are you fucking kidding me i've (laughs) got to do another thing yeah right and i remember the resistance but i'm like mark trust me oh i I knew where you were going with it and the effort it was going to take it was it was going to be a herculean effort yeah and then i i i don't remember how it came up but i i dropped or introduce you to Gary Vaynerchuk's right, content. Right. And I said, Mark, you gotta watch this guy. Like, this is the way you need to do this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's cool. It was very inspiring. Help me. I still listen to him. I love watching him. His stuff is great. I was just in New York last week with him. Yeah, and it was it's amazing. It was he is as genuine and as real yeah. as, as they get. 
tell me how that transition has gone from because you have so 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 to paint a, a really clear picture you have a lot of clients that are very private right you work yep. with high level CEOs of yep. big corporations you work with athletes at the highest yep. level yep. and they want their anonymity right but at the same time you want to film and document the process yeah. of what you do. I mean, there's a lot of jobs we just cannot film and sure. release, period. You know, okay. and I would say some of the best jobs and houses I've ever done have never been photographed, have never been seen other than by, by people at parties. And it hurts me. Or magazines. Or no, my, no magazines have seen Not that. even magazines? No, nope, they don't want anything. Even if they redact I have some jobs that they, the owner they, is. they've never, I don't That's even know it. that many people that have ever been in these houses. That's how private some of them are. But, yeah, you just don't know. And then I have other clients that are the complete opposite. Mm. You know, they want as much. Sure, go for it. Go for it. Have as much fun as you want. So, so what has that been like over the last couple of years transitioning to a media company? Yeah. Right? Because that's really what you've started to do is you become a we're media company. We're still at that, but we're getting there. But I'm, I'm seeing more and more content out yep. there. Right. Candelaria as a brand. Right. So, so I look at it differently. Right. We, we There's three levels of of three. Let me check that. Yeah, that's well, a you're risky. the expert in this field. There's three levels of our relationship. Right. We have the friendship. Right. We have the Candelaria architecture side. But right. we also have the content side. Right. And I know all three of those pretty yep. well. Yep. What, how difficult has that transition been for you and what are the like aha light bulb moments that you've had from it over the last couple of years as you've migrated into? You know, this? I, it's for me, it's still a big work in process. I, I mean, the part about it that I love is, you know, if you shoot a house, maybe six photographs get shown or published or whatever. Well, six photographs don't do justice to these houses. What I love about video is you can show so much more. You can capture the mood, the feel. You know, you can talk. You can tell the story. And to me, that's what's that's what I really find interesting and fascinating, and just you know, getting the people that are involved into the story also. Right, like, so like people, we did with sketch. Yeah, so many people work and put their heart and soul in these houses, and no one knows about it. You know, and you know, the people that are out there in the field working on the roof and and doing the lumber, and you know, I don't think those people get appreciated enough, to be honest with you. And you know, I think those jobs, some of those jobs, are amazing jobs that I think a lot of the young people just don't even, they don't want anything to do with. But I like my stucco guy, he drives a Lamborghini, guys. I mean, he's making coin. And he's a stucco he's guy. He's a stucco guy. But he, he's the best stucco guy I've ever worked with. And this guy makes a lot of money, you know. He's very fair and reasonable, but he does a great job. So yeah. there's a lot of jobs out there that I think people just don't, you know, realize are, are great. And I love showing the work that people do. Right. It's you know. it's it's amazing when you can share, especially what you do is so unique. Right. You know, I remember uh, when we were redesigning our kitchen and our floor and we have a tract home. Right. right. We have, uh, you know, a basic right. four thousand square foot builder home in a in a master plan. See, I love doing projects like that, though. Right. But for, but for me, I'm like, Mark. We've got these ugly. Remember when I messaged you? I'm like, yeah. we've got these ugly. Uh, what are they? Archways yeah. that my wife wanted to eliminate, but there was no way for us to eliminate them because the electricians were sloppy right. and the wires were really tight. So it was. It would have been a really big project. Big project. And you made this simple recommendation of switching the floor pattern at those points in the hallway, and then transition from and there. transition right, which. Like, we have people walk in, and they will look at our floor and they're like, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, 
That's my funny. man. That's funny. That's Candelaria yeah, design see, right there. What I love is is a big portion of our work. Actually, almost two thirds of our work is remodel. Believe it or not. Wow. And we, I love doing remodels. I mean, and, you know, and the other thing is, yeah, we do the mega mansions and all those things, but we do a lot of just one room remodels, kitchen remodels, and I love them because they're fast. You right. know, and we can take all this knowledge from the big mega houses and kind of pull them into these little small quick quick flip and turns, you know, and they're great. I love doing them. Yeah, but your quick flip and turns are hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollar remodels. These aren't like, you know, my, my $40,000 remodel. No, these right. are 10X. Yeah, they're, they're some pretty crazy. They're, they're amazing. But the media, you know, I, it's interesting to see where this is all going to go. And like I said, it's a, it's a learning process. We just keep trying different things. And I think what you taught me is so true. And I hear it from other people is you got to tell the story. Yeah. You know, it's a story that people are interested in. And what what makes this house? You know, why is it different? How did it get here? Right. Who are like, the people behind it? Like, there's a, there's a house, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll give a little insight, and then you can take us there if we're allowed to talk about this house. Okay. There's a house that I've been in that you designed that has special little doors. Yeah. That, have, that are very small. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that house. Okay, so so talk about this house. And, and, and so this is talking about the uniqueness well, of a, a home. it's a great story, too. I mean, it's a, a couple who met at U of A. She was from, I forget, we're back east, Ohio, or something like that. And he was an Arizona boy that lived in Yuma. And they fell in love, and he says, yeah, you know, we're moving to Yuma. And she goes, no, not at Now, by the way, for, just for context, for yeah. people who do not, who are not. Know where Yuma is. Right. So you're, we're, we're based in Arizona. Our right. headquarters, you're based in Scottsdale. Right. Uh, Arizona. Yuma is, we joke, the armpit of the state. It's in the lower, it's, lower southwest corner of the it's, state. It's right on near the California Mexico border. and California. Yeah. And very close to Calexico. Right. So it's not like the hustling. No. It's not like Scottsdale. And it's not Scottsdale. And not it's even the, kind of the opposite. Yes. It's the yeah. exact opposite. So to go along with that, this particular client is a lettuce farmer, okay? And amongst other things, but lettuce is their, their big deal. And he has this huge lettuce farm, I don't know, hundreds of acres. And his pitch to her was, look, if you marry me and move to Yuma, the armpit of Arizona, let's call it. <laughs> I don't want to be mean to people in Yuma, but... I, I met Allison in Yuma. Okay, see? But, but, but she's from Ohio, too. Well, there How you go. ironic. They could probably be related. So anyway, so he said, look, if you move to Yuma, I will build you your dream house in the middle of my lettuce field. And must have been a good pitch because she said yes. So they eventually came on my Italy trip. Yeah. They dreamed about the house. We designed it. It's this beautiful villa in the middle of the lettuce field. And she is an amazing lady. I mean, she's one of the most creative clients I've ever worked with. I totally picked she that up. She did painting. She did murals in the house. And then she has, she has, she, she doesn't like when I call them imaginary friends. She has friends that live in the house. <laughs> Little mice, uh, Felonius and Mr. Crumb, uh, I better say this right, Crumb Snatcher. Okay. Right? Um, so these little creatures live in the house. So she has doors that have little mouse houses that we designed and baseboards that have mouse houses. And they're and, awesome. And little hotels. And the whole the whole house is full of them. They're hidden all over the house, but you just go look for them. Yeah, know? they're like little secret gems right. throughout the house and these little mouse doors. And it's 
It's really cool. And it's in the middle of a lettuce field. Middle of a lettuce field. You uh, drive it up and you go, what? And all of a sudden this mansion appears on the middle of the lettuce field. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that I just think is neat, you know? And we've got to know those people are still doing stuff over there. And you were out there and we were making pizzas on the patio. Yep. And, you know, that's what it's all about to me is just the people, you know? It's doing, and so it's hard when we get a project where the people aren't into it. And I've really tried to, you know, pick clients now that, do want to have that experience because I think the older you get, you just you know you you want to you want to make the rest of your life meaningful, I guess. Right, and it's fun. At it's the just end, so at, much fun. At the end of the day, what you what you're doing with your clients is so much fun. You're right. devel- you're building an experiential totally. home for them. Yeah. So the client Sunday that we had the team uh, dinner, she just texted me. I'm, I have a phone call with her tonight at seven. She wants me to come cook for her for her birthday. When's in, that? in December, December sixth or something All like right, that. Let me I think it's her. It's either I think it's my her seventieth birthday or something like that. I'll I'll bring the wine. All right, and so, the whiskey, or the whiskey. Yeah. So I don't know other. what I'm cooking yet, but she's already says you're cooking for me. Um, like like how I invited myself to that. I dinner. love that. <laughs> well, if you're cooking though, I've been. It'll be good. I, yeah, I've experienced your cooking, so I know what it's like. So, tell me about the transition now. You're producing, yep. you're documenting more. Yep. You've got cameras following you around. A little bit. And you're filming a ton more. I'm yeah. seeing a lot more of the of the design work showing up. Right. How has that changed the not only the, the business, but the acquisition of new business? It, it, you know, it is making a big impact because we just got a job from a client who follows us. Uh, she lives in Minneapolis, and they just bought a lot in Silverleaf. <clears throat> she's seen my work on social media, the videos, and she goes, I love your work. I love your brand. I love your podcast. I love everything you're doing. I want to hire. I feel like I already know you, right. you know, and I, I want to do a house with someone that that's how they want to do a house. Like the relationship started before they even signed st- the paperwork. Totally. So by chance, uh, I said, well, I'm going to be in High Point, North Carolina next week. She goes, so am I. So we met. And we had a great meeting, and I'll be here over Thanksgiving, and we'll get the process started. So that's one example. I heard we just got another call from one in Texas yesterday. And so, you know, I think it just gives you the opportunity to reach way beyond the Scottsdale-Phoenix borders. And, right. and, you know, we're fortunate to be working in a field that we can really work anywhere. You know, right. we don't have to go there and do the stucco work. You just need a piece of land. I just, Yeah. To build and on. I can draw anywhere, so it doesn't matter where I'm at, you know. Yeah, in fact, you can draw anywhere. You can even <laughs> draw on a cocktail napkin, upside Pat, down. So the log house in uh, in Coeur d'Alene. Yep. Pat and I got stuck in an airport in Portland one day, on the way up there, and you know, four or five hours of Pat Murphy, you're going to be in a bar drinking whiskey. <laughs> So the nap, the cocktail napkins were how coming about, out. How about at eight thirty in the morning? Oh my God! So he says, he goes. By the way, there was no judgment in that. That's okay. Sketch, sketch me some rooms. I started sketching on the napkins. He saved them all. He's got them framed. Right. They ended up in the Wall Street Journal last year, almost exactly to this t- time last year. So they published the the napkin sketches. And there was an article about you know architects still doing stuff old school. How did I not know about it this? It was pretty cool. I, I would have shared that had I known because yeah. I knowing you and knowing him. Yep. And um and I remember like like it was yesterday, the day we were filming there. So there were two things that I were very memorable <laughs> about that trip. And I wonder if your memory and my memory are the same. Well, uh-huh. first of all, having Pat make drinks at eight thirty in the morning because 
well, it's noon somewhere. Yeah. Right? We, so we, and I'm like, we've got filming going on. <laughs> but if you remember, our, our, one of our camera guys was ill that day. Yeah. And we wound up, he was very sick. And Phil. We wound up, Phil. Yeah, I remember and that. And we wound up taking him back. In fact, I wrote about Phil in the book. We wound up taking him back. We were going to go back and drop him off and, and give him the rest of the day to just recover. Right. And on the way back, Phil was hungry. Right. We went to Mod Pizza. We went and got pizza. <laughs> my daughters uh, oh, remember this. Right. And, and that's right, because he almost puked on her. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so bad. And But we went and stopped at Mod Pizza. And yep. that was... And he stopped shaking. He wasn't nauseous yep. anymore. And that was the genesis of a commercial series that I did for another client. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. That was, was that trip in Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Idaho. Yeah. You just and never know. That's what I say. Just creative inspiration comes from everywhere. Yep. Uh, anything, anything that uh, I can can share with my f- followers, my fan base, mm-hmm. that they ought to know about what you do and what you are. You know, I I think just like you do. I mean, I think the key is to find something that that you love and 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 you can have fun with. And you know, I it's always tough because you you always measure yourself against other people you know right and you know obviously I'm no billionaires so I'm always feeling like how come I didn't become a billionaire you know but you don't do it for the money. I, well, I, well, I probably should do it for the money, but, but I, I mean, don't. I mean, your, your company makes money. You've <laughs> we got do it great. I mean, right? trust me, we but do really well. You don't well. do it for the money. You do it f- no. because of the love of what you do. Yeah. I want to pay the bills. I treat my employees really well. I don't fly around in jets and, you know, my own jet and car, crazy cars. I, that's not me. I live in a 3,700-square-foot house. It's a patio home. You know, but my employees, I try to treat them really well. I've got three new partners, all women. Which is just by chance, it just happened to be women. Right. And they're all exceptional. Exceptional. Women. Very different from each other. Oh. Extremely. Remarkably different. so. Yeah. And so to me, it's just, I love kind of what George did for me. I love mentoring and watching the company grow and watching people learn. And, you know, I, I love that. I love seeing the legacy kind of continue on. So let's talk about legacy, and okay. that'll, that'll be our, our icing Close, on the cake. Okay. When when Mark Candelaria is no longer of this earth, yeah, how do you want people to remember you? Fun guy. Guy okay. had a lot of fun. Guy always had fun. Worked hard. Had fun. Um, I don't know. I guess that that'd be it. You know. And I love the fact that your name lives in as rooms in some of your yeah. clients' homes. Yeah, I've got clients that named whole suites after me. You know, we've had some like with that client, same thing. We went over, stayed the night, partied, played the piano till like th- two in the morning, and then I got my inkling to make pasta at two in the morning. So we got we because got the, why wouldn't you? We got the pasta maker out. <laughs> we we ate pasta at four a.m. and then we all slept until noon, and we had so much fun. Okay. They're going to be here in a few weeks to come visit me. Well, when they do, let me know. Yeah, I want to come up to your office. I love yep. coming up to your office and yeah. hanging with the people up there. I know, and we're expanding our office. We're adding a kitchen in the office. Nice. So we'll be able to have meetings and go right into the kitchen. Do you, are you going to put a pizza oven in? No, we don't, we don't have the ventilation. But I just got a pizza oven from my house. Okay. I love that. I want to come over and make pizzas with you. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'm just learning, but I'm uh, getting there. Do you flip the dough in the air? Nope. Can't I, do that yet. I can teach you. All right. I, so the Jew from New York See? can well, teach you how to make pizza. Yeah, it'd be awesome. See? That'd be awesome. I, I've got you there. Yep. Um, I'm glad you came in today. This is fun. And a lot of fun. I, I am so I'm grateful. I'm a big fan of yours. No, I'm a know. big fan of yours. It's a mutual admiration awesome. society. It's awesome. No, I, I've uh, I've been a big fan of yours for years. You and I have become great friends over yep. the years, and uh, 
I'm just thrilled that you uh, gave me the time to come in today and, and sit with me and, and share some. This was great. Uh, terrible. Look at that. I didn't even brand it. Some whiskey. Awesome. So if you had picked wine, do you know, I would have been really excited. Do you know why? Tell. No. Because I got that wine from Wine Library. Nice. Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, from Gary Vaynerchuk. Well, I'll have to come back and do another one. I feel like I need to sponsor every bottle of wine that's in here. <laughs> has to be a Gary V. wine. Well, I, did, I definitely didn't go this route. No, no. But that's, too, that's too tame for me. Water, wine, or whiskey. Yeah, there you go. Right? Depends I just start on the, right at the top. Right, yeah. Start at the heavy stuff. <laughs> go this way. Well, thank you for coming. All right, today. brother. I appreciate you, man. Awesome. See thank you. Soon. you. Hey,